Hey guys, well, I'm really excited today because I have in the studio with me and on the phone, all of the people who have allowed Powerful Ladies to be everything it's been in 2019. And what we're gonna, how we're kicking off our 2020 season is by doing a hindsight review where we share with you guys what really goes on behind the scenes from the people who are behind the scenes and making it all happen with me for you guys. So in studio, I have uh, Jordan Duffy, who's our co-producer, audio engineer. Hello, hi. Um, I have my amazing graphic designer, Anna Olinova. Hey there. And then by phone, we have the person who makes my website look beautiful and function and make sure that I'm not doing too much at once. And we have Tomas. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so the reason I brought you guys all together is because like, I want to give people like the real deal, like what's really happening behind Powerful Ladies. So I think that the first question I have is when I told you about this idea I had, what did you guys think and what made you be a yes? Um, well, you told me about Powerful Ladies, what, four or five years ago? Or yep. the concept of when it? When it first started, yeah. Where we would donate money. And then when you told me about the podcast, I was like, oh, I get it. You get me to move out to California, get this job at a podcast company, and then <laughs> you bug me to get your own podcast. So, no, that's not how it went. I was fully sort on board. <laughs> Convenient. Convenient. I was fully on board. Um, we have the studio space. I'm able to record my own individual, individual personal work on the weekends. And Powerful Lady, Powerful Ladies is one of those. And I was excited. Yeah. And I was surprised at... No, it's a year later. Isn't so. that insane? Mm-hmm. Like, so much has happened in one year. Like, we went from being an annual, like, event around or events around the world, you know, since December of 2018, roughly. It's transitioned into a brand new website, a blog, a podcast, an online store, workshops, events. Like, it's insane. And I know that I'm also a little bit aggressive with my goals. So mm. you guys see what that's like in real life. But like, <laughs> sorry, I was just going to yeah. say that like you're aggressive with your goals, but you know when you need to like shift, mm -hmm. you know, like you set the goal up and then it's like, is this feasible? Right. And yeah. then you are really good at being spontaneous and adjusting when needed. Thanks. Actually, when you contacted me about this, it was perfect timing because I had just gotten laid off of um, an agency job mm -hmm. as a designer and I was it was sort of like last minute and I didn't have any money saved and so I was like there like hoping for a miracle and then you showed up yeah <laughs> um and We'd never really worked together before in this capacity, but I know yeah. we've talked about it yeah. in the past. And I was super stoked because I just know what type of human being you are. And for this type of project in general, I was excited because I really, for me, it's important that mm -hmm. my work um, is rewarding and contributes to something uh, positive mm -hmm. in the world. And like working at agencies, you certainly don't always get that. Yeah. Um, so I was super stoked and it's been like, it's been really great having like, I don't know, working with you, but also having this really flexible schedule. Mm -hmm. Yay. <laughs> 
Tomas, what about you? I mean, we met through uh, Nick Oroco. Well, yeah. So Nick, he's the owner um, and good friend of mine. He actually pitched it to me first. Like he forwarded, I think, like just your name and the old website. Yep. Uh, which was a great introduction. <laughs> um, and he said, oh, you know, this is Kara. She's a good friend of mine. And we apparently we were both at his wedding, but we didn't meet there. Um, so I guess a year and a half later, we met over the phone. And by, by this point, you had submitted like our onboarding form, including your like 30 or 60 second elevator pitch mm-hmm. and what you're doing, what you want to do, what you don't want to do what websites you like, and just how you explain it. It sounded like a lot of fun and something really cool. Whereas like Powerful Ladies, which I have definitely worked with and for, and I'm married to one, you know, <laughs> a Powerful Lady. Um, it's like, because I think I'm the only guy on the team. Is that correct? Yes. Um, yeah, like it's never been weird. You know, like I, I remember one of the words you used in the original pitch was we're not a feminazi brand. Yeah. And I definitely support <laughs> that. Like I'm a feminist. Um, but yeah, it do, like I, I believe in equality. Yeah. And so it was definitely in line with my values and then just meeting you and um, kind of what they've hinted at your visions and your, your goals. Like it, it's really inspiring. And I actually shared the powerful ladies post from a few days ago, the how wonderfully you have grown since January of last year. Yeah. And I'm sure you posted it as like both reflective of powerful ladies as a brand and movement, but also just personal. And I can definitely relate to it. Um, And yeah, it was just, it just really resonated. Awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great example of how, you know, anyone who's listened to a couple of our episodes has heard me say that the reason it stayed for four years in this space of events with people I knew and hadn't moved into this new space yet was because I struggled with the name. Like, I didn't want to launch a business called Powerful Ladies when I felt like it was exclusive, not inclusive. And it took a few of my guy friends to be like, fuck it, like, we'll be on your podcast. We don't care what it's called. Like, just start. And that's one of the big things. Like, so many entrepreneurs get stuck in the start because everything doesn't make sense yet. And I was like, well, if we have to change the name later, like, we can always change the name. Like, at least I have a focus. Otherwise, it would have been, like, all over the place. And ultimately, you know, if the message works, the message works. It doesn't matter what the brand name is called. So... It's a perfect example. You saw my post and you were like, I get this. This this resonates to me as well. When we look back at like what's been accomplished in the past year, like what surprises you guys the most? Like how the hell did we pull that off? Or I can't believe this actually happened. Because I'm sure there are moments when you guys are like, yes, Kara, that sounds awesome. Like I'll believe it when I see it. I think what surprised me most was those that you've had on the podcast so far mm-hmm. have done such a beautiful job at expressing themselves and expressing how their successes and their failures and being really open about certain things. It has shocked me where I feel like you can live in a certain city and have a neighbor and not know that neighbor at all, but you have these 
women come on this podcast and they're like, oh, yeah, this is everything I've been through and some. Mm -hmm. And to be that open is, I think, a really strong thing to do. I mean, hence it's called Powerful Ladies. But it's that's what surprised me most is how willing they are to be so open yeah. about it. And I'm so thankful for that because yeah. I know the women I know who have been on, I know have amazing stories. And I also, they've only given us like one one hundredth of like the depth and, and variety of their story. And then the women who I've never met before who have come on have also shared amazing things. But like you, it's so hard to tell your, the magnitude of, of your life's journey so far and what you've been up to in, you know, one to two hours of time. And the fact that all of these women have come on board and like come to share and not held back, like for any of the questions that I've asked, like I'm so thankful for that because it wouldn't be that much fun listening if everyone was like, I'm Jane and I'm a CEO <laughs> and buy my thing and thank yeah. you, goodbye. Like that wouldn't be interesting and it, no. it wouldn't really be the powerful lady's story. Either. And they're, they're all so different too. Mm -hmm. Every single person who's come on, I've nothing has been the same for me. Yeah. So people are fascinating. That's mm. honestly one of my favorite things about doing this work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about you guys? What surprised <laughs> you? Or how have I surprised you, if not the company? <laughs> yeah, Kara, you just came to us and to me with all these ideas and the website needs to have, you know, this page and this page and the blog and the bios and the online store and, of course, the podcast. And it was just a lot of stuff to put in. And as we were, we were getting closer to the launch date, um, I was like, okay, well, you know, it needs these four or five things and then we'll add stuff as we go and and we definitely have and I I love how you stick to the vision but you also mold it as we go um, like we've revised some things and we're lean and flexible like that and also how you are the brand but also your team is the brand mm -hmm. um, I've gotten to meet a lot of people on on the team and um, I think I work with you and Anna the most let's say we're creating uh, pages for new local chapters it's really cool where I'll draft something because we talked about it. Like you envision it, I, I build a first draft, and then we're like, "Oh, we need a banner photo for these." And then Here we I am. we talk to Anna, <laughs> and she already has ideas, and we plug it in, and it's perfect. Like it really comes to life, and it, it's really cool how you how you curate and oversee, but how we also have our input. Yeah, I couldn't do this if I had people on my team that didn't have vision to contribute because one that would be really boring but two it's like there's so many things that have to get decided and done that like there are so many moments especially working um with with uh Utama and Anna because we're creating visuals mm -hmm. where I'm like I think it should be like this this might be a horrible idea like please make it better like I like I don't know like come back <laughs> come yeah. back to me with something because I have like a general idea but like, it's so true. Like there are my to-do list. Like I, I tell my clients and I preach about like the do to three to five things a day rule. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you feel overwhelmed and to focus on your done list, not your to-do list. But the realities are that my to-do list is like a novel of pages. Mm -hmm. So there's always something else that could be happening or getting done or different people to talk to. So if I didn't have people like you guys who well, got like my why. 
right. the power of having multiple minds yes. at work on, on the same project. I don't know how else people function. Yeah. Like people who are truly doing everything by themselves. Like how are you having any fun and how is it really becoming the best thing it could be? Because I know that my ideas are not all the best ones. Like it's just not possible and there's gaps in expertise and there's just no way. So I'm so thankful that all of you contribute ideas. I mean, every time Jordan and I meet for a session, she has like 80 million things to tell me. Now she'll tell me that I don't always listen to her suggestions. Yes. Yeah. Um, but no, like, so if I think about things that have surprised me this year, it's the fact that like, holy shit, a year has gone by. Like that alone is surprising. Uh, the fact that we had like all of our podcasts recorded pretty much in June for the whole year. Like I knew that I had um, a lot of women I could reach out to. And then I didn't expect everyone to say yes. And I didn't expect, like, when we scheduled, like, five opportunities in a weekend to record, I never thought that – I did it for flexibility, not to fill it up. But then they kept getting filled up. And I was like, oh, shit, like, maybe we'd just see, like, what happens. And then it got a little crazy, so we backed off <laughs> so that you and I could have sanity. Because we were working every Sunday. At, well, and <laughs> Saturday like sometimes. in a row, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from, like, January until about April, I think we worked every weekend. I had no life. Yeah, I didn't either, but the, I guess. I remember we usually had our calls on Mondays. And at one point, <laughs> your voice started getting worse every Monday. <laughs> yeah. I think we started scheduling for Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, I had to start taking Mondays off as like a working day because it we were doing three recordings back to back on Sunday. If we, and that we could have done some on Saturdays as well. And like doing three two-hour sessions plus recording intros, outros on top of that. And then driving back home, like I would get home and be useless. Like I didn't want to talk, didn't want to do anything. Like, I mean, it's essentially like the, a normal day's work if you work somewhere else, like eight to 10 hour day. But I'm like, I never have been this tired at a regular day job. So yeah, I had to start moving Mondays to be like my light day or my day off because I just couldn't function, let alone talk the next day. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting that. So shout out to everyone who recorded and had to wait months for their episode to come out and the people that had to move around because we had people come on that had marketing things. Like, just thank you to everybody who was a guest for being patient and flexible and everyone that shared their episode because that's how, that's the grassroots marketing that we need to like keep this all going. So when I think about things that I wish I had done better in year one, I never should have had the store in year one. Hmm. <laughs> like, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad we had the store, but, like, I, I didn't put the math in place of how many, how much um, traffic we needed to, like, make the store uh, as effective of a, as I wanted it to be, even though I loved what we had in the store. So, ultimately, I've, like, more product has been sold at events than online. Which, I mean, I don't know other podcasts, but I know that when you have a live show, you're going to sell way more merchandise than you typically expect. So yeah. I'm not surprised that you sold more at events than online. Yeah. Plus, people still like to touch things, even though we're in a very digital world. Yeah, well, I like to touch things. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, when I was a kid, I used to get in trouble at museums because I just want to touch everything. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
to me, the store was one of the things we were building. And I, I don't know how you had it in mind, but you know, it was just powerful ladies. Like the brand is going to be all these things. And, and now I think, um, at least how it appears to me, it's mainly a podcast. Um, but I know there's still other things in the works. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Like in hindsight, it's easy to say, to say you shouldn't have had the store, but I think when we were building all these components, I don't know if it was necessarily predictable that you would say this today. You know, maybe no. there's a parallel universe where you should have never had the podcast. Ooh. You know, and, and you took off as a blogger and and selling things. Yep. No, it's a really good point because I so I know that as an entrepreneur, I have to be careful because I see things five, ten years later. Like it already exists and it's already working. And I have to remember like, oh no, in real life, we haven't started yet. So like, let's put the steps in place. And when I'm working with clients, like that's not an issue because I'm the person seeing the steps. But when it's my own business, like I'm out there way far in advance and I have to like bring everything up to catch up with where my head's at. And just like you're pointing out, like we had amazing events in Portland and then we had uh, amazing events in Berlin and now we've started the events in, um, you know, locally. And those have been great. But like, it was supposed to be a, all of these things. We have so many parts of the business and like how they're phasing out and where they're going. I think it's all happening in a really great organic way. So I'm just trying to be, um, listen to the brand and listen to the guests and the people who show up and our customers and say like, what do they want and where do they want it and in what, what form? So the podcast like has been the strongest thing we've done, which is incredible because we've had amazing guests and it's spreading. And the secondary part has been the events and workshops. So focusing on those two things and making them the priority for 2020 and allowing the other parts to like find their groove um, is kind of what the plan is going forward. Um, I think like, I don't know, personally, I can't really picture it without the store, but at the same mm -hmm. time, I think that the reason the store didn't take off as much as everything else is because like you didn't put as much energy into that as you did into the other things. And that's Correct. just like, because of what matters to you, right? Like yeah. the store just naturally came sort of secondary or even tertiary as a priority. Yes. Even though that is essentially like how you would be making money. Yeah. But like, that's not, that's not the number one part of the vision. And, Correct. you know, you only have so much capacity to pour 100% into one or two things. And then that was like a third thing. Yeah. Well, if somebody asked me like on that line, like why, why did the podcast succeed? There was a really clear plan behind the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like how we were going to record, what the format was going to be, how often we were going to launch, what the consistency would be. Like it's the most consistent piece like people know every Wednesday there's a new episode coming mm -hmm. it's part of the social media strategy it's part of our brand strategy and the store does not have that yeah and support. if you think about like the time and effort that you put into the podcast versus the store you 100%. know you could have a store that's like yes. crushing it if you you know worked on totally. it every Sunday but that's not you know that's not the priority because yes. that's not what this is. <laughs> well, yes, or like, yes. you know, you would set up funnels or whatever mm -hmm. it is that people do to sell things. But like, yeah. our goal isn't just to sell things. We're no. sharing stories and like, that's the priority. 
Yeah, like our business is empowerment. Yeah. And does the store empower people? Sure. Like you're supporting women's brands and women-made things, and Mm -hmm. most things have an empowering message within them. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's definitely not – it's not giving people a piece of empowerment that's they can take and use right now to like be inspired. Like I think the podcast can do that. Like you can be motivated and inspired by listening to some of these amazing stories. Um, and like the events leave you in that space too, because they're, they're um, more like the communication forms are working over this other piece. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it's more, I think it'll come. Yeah. And we're not backing off of cool product ideas as you yeah. know. I mean, I see it like expanding just, yes. you know, there's only so many hours in a day unless, you know, there's a te- like a dedicated team person mm-hmm. for like the store. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I also think that you shouldn't back off of like like powerful ladies only mer- like correct merchandise. Oh, it's we just- got it. It's in the works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's espe- coming. <laughs> especially since so many guys have asked for that okay. powerful lady shirts. Other things that have surprised me is that. Yeah. Um Tomas, you were one of the first to say that you want a powerful I support powerful ladies t-shirt and we've had more requests come in. And so that to me is is really exciting because again it's breaking that barrier of this being a niche women's business when it really goes back to like people who are awesome or up to something are relating, which makes me happy. Like you put these things on paper and you like okay, it would be awesome if it did this. And sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes it doesn't. It's like uh, creating a company really is like, you know, not having one yet, but how people talk about it, like having a kid where like you're, you have these dreams and hopes for it. And like, you kind of trying to guide it in one direction, but you really have no control. And so like, how much can you listen and, and maximize what is happening? Like, that's how it feels. So when the things that you want to happen do, it's like such a huge sense of victory. Like men responding positively is amazing. The fact that men have given me amazing contacts to have as guests and to network with is amazing. And I just love like, um, you know, since we've been doing the local Costa Mesa events, the monthly meetups, so many incredible women of like huge age range have been coming, huge backgrounds, huge, um, you know, how they spend their time and how they make their money is so varied. But everyone shows up because they want to be having a deeper conversation with other people that want to have these deeper, impactful conversations where they want to be curating their life versus following someone else's plan. Yeah, I was super fired up after the event. I was like, you're going to be my best friend and you're going to be my best friend. (laughs) Yeah, that's like literally how I feel after every episode we record and then every event. I'm like, I'm keeping all of you. Mm -hmm. So from a totally selfish standpoint, like any (laughs) entrepreneur out there, if you're not happy with your business, you're probably not fulfilling enough of your selfish wishes in your business. Like I do this and I get to do everything I love. Should we make a... Insta quote about that? Probably. (laughs) Your best business is your selfish business. (laughs) No. But I mean, you're an entrepreneur, Tomas. What do you think? Like, do you feel like you love your job because it satisfies a lot of what you love to do? Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, that's one reason. One one other reason is just the lifestyle. Um, I was listening to another podcast where they were driving the point home that everyone can be an entrepreneur of sorts and 
it's definitely a struggle. Yep. <laughs> but um, like creating the brand that's you, you know, um, like maybe they're, you said selfish, but it's also, I mean, it is about you as a creator. Um, I think that's very important. Like it has to feel real to yourself first mm -hmm. before you can sell it to anyone else. Yeah, totally. Um, so if we think about all the episodes that have happened this year, and this might be easier for Jordan to answer, um, is there a guest that stands out to you that like really left like a, an impression or really left you inspired? Mm. <laughs> First, I'm going to say all of them. Yeah. <laughs> because I, they, they, that's, um, that's deserve. a genuine statement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so the first one that pops out to me is Amber Amos, who was one of our very first ones. Mm -hmm. And I think it stands out to me because it was our first one, but because she just had so many amazing stuff to say. Yeah. Um, the other one, just because it was so fun and chill, is uh, Monique. Yeah. Because <laughs> I love Monique. Um, and then the other one, just because I really know her in real life, which is an odd statement to say, but um, I babysat her kid one time and yeah. I knew her husband that passed away it was is Courtney. Yeah. And that episode, not that you can hear it, but like I am bawling in the background oh. because it's because of knowing her and knowing Patrick, it's, um, it's and to hear what Courtney has been through and mm -hmm. gone through and has overcome is like, Really touching, and to still know her today and see how yeah. um, good it is going is yeah yeah. So those three pop out to me all the time. Well, and um, you know, if we, I also love with Amber's episode that she like totally just took a pause because like her grandma or aunt walked by. Yeah, and we have that all in the recording of her because <laughs> she did the recording from her car because she only had like an hour and fifteen minutes be, like while at work to like jump out of the food truck do the recording and jump back in because mm -hmm. um, she yeah she's a boss um, and then of course I adore Monique and she's hilarious mm -hmm. um, and then yeah like Courtney there's been so many you know women that I have known well and known a little bit and then some I have never met before have come on and you expect to be like blown away by the people that you don't really know that well but when the people that you know well like drop these truth bombs on you and you're like, holy shit, you're even cooler than I remember. <laughs> like, how can you get cooler? How can I love you more than I did before we did this podcast? Like the connection that this brings is like crazy to me. It's crazy. Yeah. And like, and I get such a kick out of the reaction that they get for, for sharing their story. Like to see all the feedback Courtney in particular has gotten for sharing her story that so many people in her circle like know 60%. Like, Wait, which one is this? Courtney Price Orozco, episode 30 oh, yes. something. Like Yeah. Um, but it's just crazy like to see the feedback the guests get, like when what they're sharing. And to have so many people like like I like bragging about people who are awesome is one of my favorite things to do. And then to see them get all like the love and attention and all the energy sent back to them and their business. It's like, it's wild to me. It's wild. 
The other thing that surprised me, who was the rock climber? Oh, yeah. Rachel. Rachel Lee. Lee Sorter. Lee Sorter. Mm-hmm. So the other cool part of our episodes is meeting people and hearing their story and yeah. knowing where they are located. And I had a coworker reach out to me and let me know that her friend would be moving to the same exact area and they were in the same profession, which was nursing. And I believe Rachel was a emergency. Helicopter NICU nurse. Yes. Um, and we were able to connect these two ladies, um, which is shocking to me. I believe they're in contact right now and yeah. been talking. So yeah, it's if it wasn't for this podcast, I wouldn't be able to help my coworker and her friend <laughs> connect with someone awesome. So no, and and like Rachel's story is crazy as well because she was someone that I cold called or cold reached out to through social media because I've been following her for years. Not only did you say yes to be on the podcast, she's like, oh, yeah, I live in Bend, Oregon, but I'll just make an excuse to come down to L.A. for the weekend and I'll come in person. Like, we didn't pay for her to come down. Like, she did that. And so, like, just such an amazing example of, like, when you share and you ask people for things, like, you really do not know what's going to come back. And nine times out of ten, what comes back is, like, bigger and cooler and way more exciting than you ever expected. Yeah. She has since, like, hosted a Bend Rock Climbing Clinic where, like, all these women who had never rock climbed before went. And that was an amazing experience. That was part of the one day of giving. Yeah. Yep. In mm-hmm. June. And, like, no, like, she's such an awesome contributor. And she's currently writing or about to publish, like, a book of poetry that she's done. So we're going to, like, get nice. to talk about that in the coming year. So I'm like, no, like, these women are badasses. Like, how, like, why aren't we all surrounding ourselves with people like this and that's the goal right that's, that's sort of goal. like what you're doing with your collection of uh, of yes. dope ladies and my, dope humans <laughs> my menagerie of awesome menagerie people. <laughs> <laughs> i also really liked um there's two that come to mind the episode with Lacey from yeah. boat nouveau Butte oh, nouveau yes. Butte, yes yeah i because i have like a similar little entrepreneurial endeavor and with like um, wellness products and I was trying to make scrubs and she's been in the game for so long before it was super saturated and yeah. everyone's kind of doing something like this and she was I remember her saying that she was just like the crazy lady <laughs> like oh I'm making these organic scrubs and everyone's like what mm-hmm. but she just kept doing it like in her bathtub <laughs> and yeah. you know a decade later she has this really beautiful company with really wonderful products and like yes. it was just really great to see what it takes and like the perseverance that it takes to be uh, a product-based entrepreneur Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was like meticulously taking notes I'm like chemicals (laughs) bioaccumulating um so I I really liked and she's like funny too (laughs) she's no like amazing she's amazing yeah I really liked that episode and then I also really love Adeline yeah obviously Mm. yeah our French yoga princess she really resonated with me because i feel like in the spiritual world people can kind of take themselves very seriously Mm -hmm. and for adeline she's just like herself and she's like adventurous and funny and like she's not like trying to force this like high level wellness on you she's Mm -hmm. just like 
with you on your team, like on your level, just kind of like pulling out what was inside you all along. Mm -hmm. And, um, the, the her whole thing about like what do you value about your body mm-hmm. i feel like that's so compelling because women are so hard on ourselves and i actually commented in a facebook group recently i saw that it was like this woman that was like oh i'm afraid to be um uh, I don't know, like naked around my new boyfriend because I'm insecure about my body and that's so pervasive. Mm -hmm. And I remembered back to what Adeline was saying. It's like our bodies aren't for like decoration. They're for function. Mm -hmm. And so we did an exercise. This was outside of the podcast, but it's sort of like part of her vision um, is just like thanking our bodies, Mm -hmm. thanking our body parts for how they've served us. And so I shared that with the ladies in this group and like everyone was like, oh my God, that's what I wanted to hear. I needed that. Mm -hmm. That was of, um, it was part of our one day of giving events and she, again, things you never expect are going to happen. She was coming to LA and, and she wanted to do a workshop in the US this year because she's based in Spain. And I was like, well, like, do it when you're on vacation. Like, we'll organize one part of the one day of giving. We organized it. And I go because I'm like, okay, I'm hosting this event with you. So I show up, I'm participating. And we do the exercise. And I got so emotional from it because I just wasn't in expecting to, like, go through the motions. I was just yeah. expecting to, like, be there and, like, create great, great space like for everyone else. Right. And then to do that exercise and like really do it, I was like, fuck. Yeah. This we is just powerful. We just it's wrote one down question. like just for everyone who didn't do it, mm-hmm. if we just wrote down different parts of our body that we're thankful for and for the thinking about the function that they serve. So it's like I thanked my legs. Mm-hmm. I don't have the skinniest legs, but like thank you legs because they've taken me so many places. And yeah. every once in a while I like to like give them a little pat. <laughs> thank you legs yeah (laughs) you know and like different parts of our bodies yeah and like that stick that stuck with me Mm -hmm. and I feel like I've been so much more confident since then and out of that I feel like me being confident or like comfortable in my own skin allows other people to be the same way yeah because I think like we all get it's almost like there's permission for women to be hard on ourselves, but it's like, why, why Mm -hmm. are we doing that? And Mm -hmm. so a lot of that is like something that I take, took away from this time with Adeline. Yeah. 100%. Yay. Mm -hmm. Tomas, do you have a favorite uh, episode? Um, I forgot how to pronounce her name. Gentel. Gentel. The UX designer. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Just, Kind of because we're in similar fields, but also pointing out that she is she stands out uh, because of gender and race. Um, and this actually it made me think of um, when they were filming ooh, what's that show called Silicon Valley. Like there was some criticism that uh, you know, like they did like a conference and did a shot of the audience, and it's like ah, oh, there's so many guys in the audience, and the the show makers actually responded with like well that's actually what it's like Mm -hmm. like there's very few females just anywhere um in this field um and just also her sense of uh, pointing out that you always want to be learning i think that's very important and kind of goes back to what we well basically what we're talking about in this episode but yeah it's super important Mm -hmm. no it um it is because there's so many 
You know, that makes me jump and think about like Rosalie Fish when we did her episode because, you know, her, for how young she is, like I was so blown away after recording that episode of like what a badass she is. And like she doesn't need to be representing her culture. She doesn't need to be fighting for, you know, missing and murdered indigenous women. Like she's choosing it as part of her like honoring her uh, tribe and where she comes from and like what she cares about in the world and to take that on so young and to at the same time, like just be dreaming about having waffles with their family on the weekends again. Like I love the dichotomy that you can be you and still be making a huge impact in the world. Like it doesn't take, you literally do not need to push a rock uphill to change the world. Like you just need to do one thing. And for her, it's like, of course, is what I would do. Like, why wouldn't I? And then, like, you start, she starts telling her story, and she layers on, like, not only is she, um, you know, uh, a Native American, and she's a great runner, and she's supporting these missing, murdered Indigenous women, and then she's also, you know, queer in the Indigenous community. Like, there's so many layers to this like amazing moment. I'm like, stop! Like, we're going to break the podcast. Like, there's too much to talk about. Um, and like just to be so sweet on top of it, like, damn, like what, you know, in in one of our recent recordings, we were talking about how people get stuck in this um, like hamster wheel of like not being intentional with our choices, like how we spend our day, the words we use, the things we do, what we pay attention to. And then you see young people like her and even um, like Greta Thornburg who are so intentional in how they're spending their time but there's still a youthfulness to it. It's like, it, like, see, it doesn't need to be hard. Like, just wake up a little bit. Like, make powerful choices. So, yeah, it's just... Yeah. Earlier, you called it curating your life. Mm-hmm. And I actually wrote that down. I have my notebook in front of me. <laughs> um, I think that's what we're all trying to do. Yeah, I always take notes on everything. <laughs> well, that's why you're part of my team. Yep. <laughs> and I'm saying this because Anna has a pen and a notebook in front of her. Yeah. And I have nothing. Jordan has nothing, but she has a keyboard. She's manning the board while participating. I'm still what engineering. Was the, what was the quote in, from Dana Ramler's episode that was about, I think it was an Elizabeth Gilbert quote about creativity being like creating your life. I don't remember it verbatim, but I have it like written on my desk. Yeah. Well, when I think of, of, um, Dana, I think of like my life isn't um, busy. My life is full. Yeah, and I, and I choose it's like it. You choose, mm-hmm. yeah, the things that are in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's amazing. Yeah, like like I have so many girl crushes. Like I can't. <laughs> like everyone that's been on the podcast, it's like how you know you finish one and you're like, that's the best podcast we've ever recorded. I'll never, we'll never do a better one. And then you do, and you're like, <laughs> shit, we did it again. Like. I don't know. I just, I'm so, I feel so lucky and blessed to have you guys on my team and then to have these women saying yes and just for it to be happening. Like we did um, acknowledging in the last, in the November Powerfully's meetup and to acknowledge all of the changes that have happened to all of us, you know, going back to what, you know, um, Tomas was saying about like how much has happened since January and Mm -hmm. how many people have been a yes and how many people like, keep showing up and I don't know it's just like why didn't I do this sooner (laughs) (laughs) that's like the beauty of people being so 
open and vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? It's like there's such a charisma to it, hence the girl crush. But that's like inherent of people just being themselves mm-hmm. and like you give them permission to do that. Um, I think like one of the big things, and this is also maybe something that's surprising that came out of working with you is I know that in the last year, like I've been a graphic designer for almost a decade. And I feel like for the first time in my entire career this year, I'm finally only doing projects that I love. And part of it came from the like, I keep saying permission, right? Mm -hmm. I think that keeps coming up as like, so you gave me permission to kind of just get creative. And most jobs that I've worked at honestly haven't really allowed for that. And I remember when we were working on the um, Women's Day, what was it? The International Women's Day? Yeah, yeah. So the International Women's Day stuff. I kind of had like a vision and you're like, okay, that's fine. And I like made all this stuff and I felt like I actually got to like get artistic and creative, which as a designer, you th- you'd think I would get to do more often, but that's not always the case. And so out of that, I started to like believe more and more in my own um, strengths. And mm-hmm. I think I remember asking you a lot of questions at the beginning, like, oh, should it be this way or this way? And you're just like, do it however you see fit. Like, I trust you. And I'm like, oh my God, she trusts me. (laughs) And so like that trust has gone a long way because now I trust myself and I feel like I trust myself with all of my clients and work happens more smoothly and more efficiently because I'm not in my head like, "Ah, like, I don't know if I should move the pixel to two spaces this way or that way. (laughs) Like, which typeface? (laughs) Yeah. So like, it's been rewarding for me professionally um, to be able to work in that environment. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. No, so like we're fulfilling on our goal to empower. Yeah. Like when we when um when I work with clients, we go through the exercise of doing like visions. Like what are your values? What's your vision and then your mission? Like it has to go in that order in my personal opinion. And I tell people that if your value words, whatever they pick, those should be words that you can use to say, like, am I doing my job? Like, is that how we hire people? Is that how we operate? Is that how customers feel? Is that how the brand shows up? And what I hear in your, you sharing that is that, like, I'm fulfilling on the empowerment part of what Powerful Ladies is, not just for other people, but for my team. Yeah. And that's awesome. That makes me feel all Yay. warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it's like, you know, who you are being. It's just inherently who you are. Right. Like, and it's not like everything I've done is perfect, but if there's any sort of critique of something, it never feels like one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a gift. <laughs> Cause yeah. Yeah. A 20 year crafted one. Uh-huh. Working, there's plenty of designers out there who I'm sure would be like, she was a dick one time. Because <laughs> it. no, it's like, there's, a, there definitely is like a, how to speak designer uh-huh. skill set. And we've talked about this, yeah. right? Cause how do you tell people what you want in a way that like they can translate words into visuals and then when the visuals come back, be able to again, provide a round of feedback where you don't crush someone's soul, but you get what you want in the end and everyone feels satisfied. Like that's hard. It's hard yep. to do that. Yeah. Um, and it, and yeah. I definitely have been like guilty of taking it really personally just because, and I shouldn't. Right. But like, I feel like as like a lifelong maker, like whatever it is I make, whether it's food or a birthday card or a logo project for someone else, Mm -hmm. it's such an extension of myself because it's literally like the gift that I share with the world. Yeah. 
And so if that gift isn't received well, I'm like, I feel like my whole purpose in life is missing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's important to like let people down easy. <laughs> and like as a de- it, with design, it's a little different because it's essentially I'm making someone's baby for them. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're a surrogate. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. their surrogate. But also like I am the expert within my field. And so I should be able to guide them. And there should be some pushback, but like mm-hmm. it's nice when there can be a back and forth. Yes. Yeah. I totally get that. Uh, that's such great advice for just anyone, anyone freelancing or in the creative sector. Like people say that, like, you know, you can't make um, critique or criticism personal or you can't take it personally. But I feel like that's no one can do that on day one like thinking about things that have gotten better in the past year or that where I've grown or, you know, where people in general have grown. Mm -hmm. It's like learning to separate those. It's not easy because it's still like you'll have an idea, like it's your idea, you know? Yeah. Maybe someone else could have come up with it, but it very much feels like your idea. And I uh, last week just read a quote where you just can't get attached to ideas and that's, I think it's easier said than done, but once you get there, it's more it it's easier to let go of things or mm-hmm. to revise things. Yeah, at the same time like the being attached to an idea, it's almost like it's just a sign of caring. It's because you care about that project and at the same time you're right. Like we do need to be able to get off of it and switch gears because sometimes the revision actually makes it better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, yeah, you, and you never want to have a oh, client yeah. that's bummed out. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like we do need to be flexible. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I know. I I'm, I know we need to be flexible. And I think that like, that that attachment and really caring about mm-hmm. the project is because I am a good enough designer to be invested in the success of that project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, having all of you, like – Again, it's that push-pull, right, that I'm really happy with with the team I have because I feel like I can tell you guys exactly what I want and how I feel about things, and you guys can do the same back. And it's not, there's, I don't know, it's not like someone's going to win and someone's not going to. So yeah. The Jordan might feel that way about how long these episodes are. Uh. Um, <laughs> so that's a good segue, I think, to, uh, I think it's important to share with people all the things that I feel like I have fucked up this year because we're talking about all the awesome things that have gone on. And I think people need to know, like, this is the real shit that's gone on that I'm not proud of. What do you think, Jordan? You're laughing. (laughs) No, I think it's just funny to, uh, it takes a very powerful woman to be like, yeah, I fucked up on this shit. Sorry. Let's, let's fix it. Um, I think with any, like if it's a store or if it's the podcast, like you learn and you grow. Like that's yeah, you. Course. You need yeah. to make mistakes and go from there. The I only talk about the length of the episode, and not like it, everything is great on it. There's yeah. never a part that I want to take out because everything I've heard on it is useful to me and or someone else mm-hmm. in the world. Um, I was only coming at it as a producer role and yeah. saying that like very important successful podcasts have a time limit yeah. or a time frame that doesn't mean they don't go over it or under it mm-hmm. but um i want 
this to be as successful as possible. And yeah. I also know that powerful ladies only have so much time. So Including to carve us. out a lot of time to do this podcast yeah. is a really big commitment. And I appreciate everyone taking out that time because it's yeah. even like going to d- to dinner and you're like, wow, it's been like two hours. <laughs> We've been chatting and eating for two hours. Like it's a long time and it's a fun time. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's, it's I, what I'm committed to is striking the balance between telling like succinct versions of people's lives that leave you inspired, but also leaving room for people who are just on a roll. Like I think about some of these podcasts, like Lacey's episode, there's nothing in it. Like most episodes, we are not cutting things out. Yeah. Like we have zero to five edits in every episode. And usually half of those edits were me saying words over and over again, like an idiot. So like, if I, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. If I said that awesome. one more time, like <laughs> I was going to get fired from my own show. So <laughs> like we don't really edit. So like, it's really trying to get people to share where they need to. And once they're in that flow state, not to stop it because of time, because when they're in that space, that's when all the gems start showing up. Um, so I think it's a balance, and we'll figure it out. And, yeah. of course, anyone who's listening, if you have feedback, uh, email us. Hello at thepowerfulladies.com. Uh, but to go back to the fucked up list. So <laughs> these are not things that I'm not sleeping about, but they are things that I either, like, learned from or, like, still need to close the loop on. They just haven't made it to the top of the list yet. Um, but one thing in particular is that there are so many people who – I am in communication with that hasn't gotten complete. Like there are people I owe, I owe phone calls to. There are people I owe emails to. There are, I mean, you guys know how long it takes me to email you back sometimes, feedback. Like this, there's, I need an assistant to just manage communication because um, what I wasn't responsible for at the beginning was sh- all the sharing and all the inviting. And then like, some people, whoever was a yes and kept moving with me got to come on the show. And people who like fell off, like they didn't get on the show, right? So it's not that they fell off because they weren't interested. It's just like the cycle of communication stopped. And there are even people who invited me to speak at things or do workshops that like I haven't closed the loop on yet because there just wasn't time. So the, that's the biggest like burden I feel with like in the fuck up space is like people who I'm out of communication with. So if you're on that list and you know, it's you, I apologize right now. And we will be circling back (laughs) as best I can in the first quarter of 2020. I always feel that way at the end of the year, like what's Mm -hmm. incomplete. And it's usually like a lot of conversations or like half started projects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do my best to like close the loop with as many things as I can before the year ends. Cause I just like that completeness. Mm -hmm. But I also know that I want to be present with my family over the holidays. And there's so many other things that have to get ready for January 1 to keep this business going at the momentum that it's getting. That communication with everyone I want to is probably going to be a never possible like feeling of completion. <laughs> like it's never going to get there. If this is the game I'm playing, like communication is all we're doing. So it'll just keep getting bigger. And it'll get to a point where it's so big that I do need an assistant to help. But we're not there yet. We'll get there. Um, another thing that I have. That'll be a milestone to celebrate. <laughs> it will. It will. Kara gets an assistant. Ah. You get assistance and you get assistance. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> I just need to start teaching like brisket or bandit to like type emails. Your dogs. Uh-huh. <gasps> the dogs. Oh, like the cat gif. Yes. Like frantically <laughs> typing. <laughs> I need a frantically typing cat. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I found this pen the other day because Jesse went down a, a YouTube black hole of like cool tech gadgets that are available for the holidays. And the one that I want is this pen that you literally write on paper with. But as you're, tr- as you're writing on tangible oh. paper, it's also writing it into a Google <gasps> Doc, like in your scripts. And I want like, that. I need it. I want that. I that love way, writing by hand. Me too. <laughs> so you can literally throw the piece of paper away and yeah. your your whole thing is saved in the Google Docs. The future is pretty cool, huh? That part is. Are we in the future right now? Yes, right now. We are totally in the future. We're the Jetsons. Nice. Yeah, it's not like that's the cool future, not the black mirror future that freaks me out. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had some I had something pop up in my phone, like an ad. Yeah. For something that I didn't say out loud. I didn't search. It was something I just thought. And that has happened to me (laughs) so many times. (laughs) Yeah. I need to get away from. (laughs) Yeah. It's scary. I don't remember what it was. It was so creepy. I literally like thought of an I something like a product in my head and mm-hmm. then it appeared in my phone. I want minutes. everyone right now <laughs> to think of the powerful ladies podcast. So ah! that way it just comes up randomly. I'm thinking about it right now. <laughs> All right, we'll see who, where it shows up. <laughs> if you found just this podcast sending it out into you, the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um so other things that I have fucked up on. Um <laughs> One of my best friends was on this podcast named Bree Zaragoza, and I didn't realize until her episode came out that I had been spelling her oh. name wrong this whole time <laughs> I've known her. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's one of those, like, fuck up things I can laugh at myself at, but it felt like such a loser in the moment. How is it spelled? How, she, did you, how did you spell it, and how is it really spelled? I spelled it with a Z and an S. So, Zara, Z-A-R, Z-A-R-A-G-O-S-A. And it's double Z's. Two Zara's. Goza. That's yes. wild. Uh. And I send Christmas cards to like their whole family. <laughs> like, to, like she married into a family of four brothers. And so the four brothers have gotten Christmas cards from us and his parents and no one. Same last name. Same last name. That's and funny. no one has called me out for it. Whoa. And then we were releasing her episode. She's like, yeah, everything looks great, but uh, you spelled my name wrong. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And I, there's been quite a few moments, and Anna knows this because I sent her panic texts, where I Urgent. haven't checked that, like, the file name of the person's name matched, like, their real name. It might have just been however I typed it up quickly. And I'm like, oh, um, I need you to fix this right now because I didn't catch this until the last second. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's happened a few times. Um, what else have I done where I've, like, totally blown it? I like this game. I, this is what has Kara this blown? Is, this is not normal. Let's play. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I Let's know. play. You fucked up. <laughs> so, what are? Can you guys think of anything that I have totally messed up? And you've been like, "Damn it!" I can't even think of what I've messed up. <laughs> um. Yeah, Kara. How long did you take to prepare this list? 
I mean, it's been, <laughs> honestly, it's been running in my head. Like every time I fuck up, it's been added to that list as the years <laughs> gone on. So it's present. Like I I'm think, present to it. Oh, I got mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing we fucked up is like all the t-shirts that I've started designing. Yes. And like spent a lot of time designing, but then there's just something that comes up where they don't yep. come to life. Yes. Mm. And it's not because we don't like them. It's because I get distracted. Well, I think it was more like the two shirts that we did that were partnered with someone else. Yes. Yeah. Oh, great example. Speaking of Brie and brunch. Who wants a brunch shirt? Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's another thing that I totally (laughs) blew it on because of like not... When we had started off, we wanted to do all these fun collabs with our guests because there's so many creative people that have lots of collaboration opportunities. Mm -hmm. And... We just didn't have the momentum or I didn't have the money anymore to, like, yeah. keep f- funding these collaboration projects. So, like, that's just not an option anymore. That's also so much time. Oh, too. trust me. Like, I, this is part of my delusions of, like, we're 10 years in the future and I have a team and mm-hmm. everything then I start now. So, you know, it's just being patient with it because I think it's great. And there have been a few people who have reached out, like, how do I get this on the store? Awesome. But I have to really focus instead on, like, how do we collaborate? Has it benefit both of us? How does it not cost me anything? Like, I have to put the money where it goes. And, you know, full transparency uh, of all my guests on this current episode, only two out of three get paid. So, like, there's a, I'd rather use my money to pay. Let's play. Who gets paid? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> right? So, like. I'd rather pay everyone on my oh team my than like invest more money in yeah. other stuff. So yeah, yeah. Again, I think it's I think narrowing down certain stuff. Even when you told me that everyone was gonna have a collab project, yeah. I was like, oh boy, yeah. This is a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of projects. Thanks. That And I already knew you had so much going on. And I yeah. love that idea mm-hmm. of, like, having a collab with, like, people. Um, but it's it's a lot with yes. with every single one. I mean, our Asana was out of control. It was. <laughs> back, when we, back when we actually used when it. I was using it, yeah. That, that's another thing. Where that's, that's, like, one of the things that, like, we're in process. And I'm like, fuck it. Like, this is not yeah. enough. There's too much happening. Well, I think, too, from a personal level, like... December to April was so much focused on powerful ladies. And then I had to make a transition to start focusing on the coaching and consulting business because I had to eat and like, where's the money coming in? And so now that we're kind of things that are getting right size, it's easier to balance back. But I think it's good. Like, again, I, I feel my, my how Kara fucked up list is not something I'm not losing sleep over for the most part, but it's just me being present to like all these things that like didn't happen, didn't work out. Like I dropped the ball on like there's like you, your first year of entrepreneurship, like that's going to be probably 70% of what comes out of your mouth. Yeah. And I think like you and I talked about in the realm of acknowledgement, it's mm-hmm. also like it's acknowledging what worked and what didn't work. Right. And so what you can learn to. Yeah. And like just, you know, for the sake of learning. And that's the only way that you can actually succeed as an entrepreneur, really. Yes. You know, not to be like hating yourself for what didn't work, mm-hmm. but just to learn from it. Uh I really like the idea of the I fucked up list. Like just, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do that. Probably I'm gonna do that later. Therapeutic. <laughs> yeah, there's probably something therapeutic about like actually writing it down and or just 
out loud admitting to yourself or, you know, your partner or someone that, yeah, I, I fucked that up. And then like, that's probably, you know, just acknowledging it, just step one of moving past it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the year, don't just be thankful for things, but also acknowledge <laughs> what you fucked up. And if there's a, yeah. if there's a, a person at the other, at the other end of that, you know, fucking up, then <laughs> You know, apologize to them if you haven't already. Yes. <laughs> well, and I think sometimes asking other people, which is like why I'm asking you guys as well, because those are like my list is just the stuff that I'm aware of. Like, how have I done that to other people this year? Like, I'm for sure there are people who are disappointed in something I've done this year, if not multiple things I've done this year. So that's just being human. Right. So like, but tell people like, it's okay to tell people you're disappointed or something happened, you know, and um, because I know I want to clean that up if I can. Like, yes, like, I think you made a great point of like, how do you clean it up and apologize to people that are that you are aware of? But what does it look like to go ask people like, all right, who wants to contribute to the list? What I forget. (laughs) (laughs) You should host a I fucked up Thanksgiving. I was trying to think of a pun, but I couldn't say it out loud. I fucked up giving like gratitude yeah giving fucks and gratitude yes (laughs) (laughs) no it's like there's definitely something in there that we can we can work into can we burn it yeah were you Mm. at the manifesting workshop we did no i just want to set things on fire yeah one of the first (laughs) workshops we did was uh, we did a collab with a friend of mine's doTERRA business and we did manifesting with powerful ladies in doTERRA. And we did the whole exercise similar to the accountability or acknowledgement uh, workshop where people literally wrote things down, like what they wanted to give up and like get rid of. And we did the burn process. Um, I had a little burn bucket set up at um, last year's New Year party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone good. was like kind of like really it was like a party party, yes. but I wanted to introduce some sort of like thoughtful yes. aspect to it. And people were into it. We just had it like pieces of paper in the backyard next to the fire and yeah. they would write it down. Throw like, it I'm done with this. Yes. This can stay in last year. Mm-hmm. And then writing down like what you're creating. Yes. For the new year. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to add that to our, our uh, December event. Burn it. Burn it. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to Adeline, like she's so sticking cute. Every time she has a workshop and she includes like giving things away to get them out of your space, she takes them with her. And then she literally will post on Instagram a video of her burning it mm. back at the beach in Barcelona. Like, look, I did it. All your stuff is burned. Bye. You're, like, <laughs> you're the only person following up like that. Like, that's adorable. That's cute. Um, yeah. So anything that you guys are present to that... Needs to be added to my fucked up list. <laughs> uh, nope. I think you're perfect. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's another reason why I keep you around. All these positive Although, <laughs> accolades. Gosh, you don't pay Jordan? No. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> I did. Yeah. That's number one on the list. It's number one on the list. You know, that's also why we have a Patreon account. That's why we have a store. She has an IOU how, account with me. I do. So. How do they support us on Patreon, Kara? Um, they go to patreon.com slash powerful ladies. Please give money. I need food. <laughs> <laughs> give money to Patreon. Jordan's hungry. <laughs> I haven't eaten in a year. <laughs> If he 
even worse if you were like living at my house and this right? yeah I'm not at, even at the house I'm like living at the studio yeah like, yeah this is your cot slash table <laughs> you have a cardboard box in the alley <laughs> yeah uh, entrepreneur life am I right <laughs> true I mean but that that's the the game right of like there's a mix of like People you're paying, people you're paying hourly, people you're not paying, people who are volunteering, people who don't even realize they're on your team, but they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one of the smartest things I did this year besides have, adding you guys into my team. That was is, pretty smart. It was super smart. <laughs> super smart. But like the other part was. That's um, on the I didn't fuck up list. Yeah. 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 Things, <laughs> I did, things I did good this year. Um, no, like I Finally, finding like my own coach has been a huge, huge, huge turning point. Like I tried a bunch of people who are awesome and either it was some people like we weren't vibing, some people were too expensive and I finally found my person and it's like changed everything. Like because you go as a, especially in year one, like this is, I've been an entrepreneur a long time, but it was never only an entrepreneur. I always had a day job to not put pressure on myself financially or whatever else, but to be year one solo entrepreneur, like you think you're going insane half the time. Like Mm -hmm. every time I would do my budget, I'd have a complete nuclear breakdown and like start looking for new jobs on LinkedIn. Yep. And it's scary. What am I doing? Can be right. But then it's like, you just stay committed to your. Yes. Can relate. Yep. (laughs) can relate (laughs) snaps all around (laughs) no like a huge a huge thing for me this year was when um a friend of mine was uh, i was interviewing for a job in back in europe for to who i'd be working for one of my really good friends and we worked so well together everything was awesome i was getting like hyped about getting to work with uh, or be near like all of my friends from i lived in europe and then I had to call her and be like, I'm not going to do it. I like have to lean in. Like all of this stuff is working. And it was such a liberating and scary. And like, there's a part of me being like, what the fuck are you doing? Like that little voice that like just wants security was like, I cannot believe you're doing this. This is so dumb. But like the bigger voice was like, no, like shit's working. Like don't stop now. And like that also was a turning point. But that only happened after I got the coach I liked. Otherwise, it was like hanging out. Like there's like this ten percent space of. Are you sure you should be doing this? Ten percent. That's it. I think so. What percent is it at now? Should I be doing this? Mm-hmm. Or the the voice saying get a real job. That voice. Uh, the get a real job voice. I think is I genuinely gone wow. since I've gotten my coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. a real job. Exactly. <laughs> no, but like, and you don't realize how much like if nothing else like. The power of having a coach is that you can turn that voice off because you have somebody else like showing you what's possible or just like smacking you around and be like, quit looking for another job. Like just go make this other stuff. Like you were saying, would the store be more successful if I put a whole a one Sunday a month into the store? It would definitely be more successful than it was if I did that. It's the same thing. Like all the time and energy I was spending wondering, like, am I doing the right thing? You know, even just 10% was 10% that could have been going somewhere Mm. else. Yeah, that's a really good point. So the fact that it's not there at all and I'm just like clear that like I should be doing 
my coaching and consulting business. I should be doing this. And that's all there's room for. Like I've even shut businesses down this year. I shut down two businesses mm-hmm. this year. Yep. I had four when we started R. this year. RIP hello possibility. Yeah. At least for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, um, that's a really good point about like how much energy we invest into worrying. I know for yeah. me, that's very true. We'll spend like an entire day worrying and not getting things done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> worrying about the things I have to get done mm-hmm. and like not starting on them. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, and it's also like the easiest way to drive yourself to exhaustion is like with that stress that that creates. So, oh yeah, like yeah. those those days they were always because it was it's a it's the financial stepping like risk, right? Yeah, and you know full transparency when we when I decided to do these two businesses full time, I was like, okay, this was December, and I'm like, okay, I have enough runway. If I make no money from now until then, I have enough money to get us through. March. Mm-hmm. And I made it this far and I have a savings account still. Like, yeah, it all worked, right? It's worked. <laughs> so it's possible, right? But like, like that's, that's all I had. Like, that was not a long amount of time at all. Mm-hmm. So um, besides the financial conversation, everything else has been good. So three months to make your dreams work or give up. Kind of. Right? And then yeah. you're like, I'm going to make it work. Yeah. Made it work. Yeah. Made yeah. it work. And A couple of panic, panic attacks later. There have definitely like, been panic attacks throughout the... Yeah. I've certainly had some financially related panic attacks in my life. Yeah. Well, but like, I love being freelance entrepreneur person. Yes. Like, it's, I can't it, imagine it any other way. I tried it. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. ups and we, downs. We need to accept that freelancing is a real job. Yep. It is. Yes. Yeah. Did I just say like, that it's not a real word. job? Like You said it in comparison. No, no, no. no. Oh, I it's, said. It's like oh, earlier we were catch. saying, um, oh, yeah, I've considered quitting and getting a real job. You know? Yeah. Like, it is we a don't real agree, job. But we still say it. And a lot of people say it. Wow, thanks for catching me. How about that truth bomb? Truth bomb from Nashville. Uh, (laughs) Kara, something, because, yeah, most of my stress is also financial. Something you and I have talked about over the phone, I think pretty early on in the year, was just also having a partner who does have a steady income is really empowering. Not to make you financially dependent on them, but I think both Jesse for you and Chelsea for me have been very encouraging and, you know, they right now provide the steady income, but mm-hmm. I think they see the potential where in the future we'll be fine, you know? <laughs> yes. And I'm really grateful for that for Chelsea, but you also pointed it out for Jesse and I think that's awesome. No, it's huge. I mean, as much as, I have made him very nervous <laughs> about money this year. <laughs> like, um, as much as he supports me doing what I'm passionate about and what I'm good at, like, he's so great at seeing me as this super powerful boss lady and knowing how successful I was in my previous career. He's like, why would you give that up? Like, you are making, like, all this money and you get to travel. Like, why would you give up what you were doing? And, you know, I'm really lucky that even if it caused him stress, he was still like, okay, I'm 
losing hair, but go ahead. <laughs> um, and for me, like I, you know, spent some time last week or the week before, like cleaning up all my QuickBooks stuff. And like, it was crazy to see that in one year, like since July, like all of my business ventures together since, but like I, I, I did all the cleaned up QuickBooks and saw that since July, I've actually been profitable, which is insane to me. Like insane. Um, but and so much of that is coming from the consulting coaching side, but like who cares where it's coming from? Like together it's working. And you know, I've talked openly on the podcast about me being uncomfortable relying on somebody else financially, because I've never had to since I've been an adult. And um, it was really hard. So I'm really happy that I'm like back at a place where I'm like, we're moving up from from ramen level to <laughs> not that we were eating ramen, but you know what I mean? As an example, like it's nice to feel a little bit more of that balance coming back and it's still, you still have to work for it, but like, yeah, I mean. And that's when that like spontaneous taking action on what's not working mm-hmm. came in handy, mm-hmm. right? Like restructuring, mm-hmm. budgeting things. and Yeah. Yeah. And just, and just being like anything that wasn't going to make the boat, like had to go like what is like <laughs> the ship can't go down to like what's going in the life boat mm-hmm. that's it that's all we're taking go mm-hmm. thanks mm-hmm. for taking me in your boat <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome Meanwhile, glad we made the cut yeah just, <laughs> just like dragging jordan behind like, yeah. <laughs> get in the boat jordan <laughs> she's in like the little what's the little blow-up boat behind the boat the dinghy she's in the dinghy but she's not. She's really leading the charge. Yeah. She's a badass. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of, I'd like she's to take... She's doing all the work around here. Yeah. I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to take a moment to, to talk about Engineer Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> okay. Jordan. Well, no, because um, she has like her own cult following. And I don't know if people know that the Engineer Jordan is the Engineer Jordan on this podcast. I mean, it's on my Instagram that I talk about it. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think so. Yeah. So, so do you want to share with this audience how you became Engineer Jordan? Um, I became the Engineer Jordan because I work at a company called uh, Stitcher, and I work on the Earwolf uh, section of the company. And because of <clears throat> my bubbly personality and being included into the other podcast, like Hollywood Handbook and Best Friends and... Spanish Aki presents and query and uh, yo is this racist and bitch sesh people know me as Engineer Jordan because of these shows. I love that you said my bubbly personality in the most monotone voice ever. Bubbly personality. Do people think you're being sarcastic right now, or do they really think? I really hope people think I'm sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird to see, you know, your baby sister suddenly have a reddit page <laughs> yeah but i'm just hyped that like we have one of the only audio engineers that are female on the power plays podcast and that yeah. wasn't like an intentional choice like i did not go out to hire a female team to support the company i just picked whoever fit the best yeah and then you know obviously my sister was my first hire mm-hmm. and then um then you're like this badass engineer that everyone else gets too. Yeah. 
Also, I'm not the only female engineer in the world. You always phrase it like that. But at, <laughs> at my company in LA, I'm the only female. So, I mean, within months of you being hired, you got asked to go to a speaking panel because you're yeah. an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've don't, done, don't I've take done, it away. I'm sorry. I've done a lot of things. I forget how much I've done already. Right? So, yeah. It'll be it'll be two years that I've worked at this company in July, and no. that's crazy to me. So it's like a year and a half. Right? Yeah. Also, I think there is something with that three-month thing, because I came out in April, and I officially got the job and started in July, but I, April, May, June, that's three months, and then I started in July. Mm-hmm. So there's something about three months and, like... Getting to where you really want to be. Well, even like I always told people when they a new person starts at a job, like you don't know anything for three months. And then suddenly like a shift happens and you know everything to do your job. And then you kind of get into that groove yeah. phase. But it takes three months of like, what am I doing? No matter mm-hmm. what level role you have. I feel like it's like that in relationships too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that you know everything after three months, but. It's, it's like you're feeling it out and, like, yeah, figuring it out. Mm-hmm. It's just enough time to, like, shit or get off the pot. Yes. <laughs> or, or, like, give up, like, get discouraged enough to, like, give up right before it gets better. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think okay. we're creating And then you go that. Facebook official. <laughs> yes. 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 I'm, I'm speaking in the business sense, too. But, like, yeah. Yeah. I think we've just created that. Give it three months. Mm-hmm. I have not ever changed my Facebook official status for oh, wow. any relationship. I want to still complicated Facebook. or what? <laughs> still nothing like radio <laughs> silence. Yeah, yeah. None y'all business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you for acknowledging me, and yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, you are a badass. I am. Mm-hmm. So I would like to know what are you guys most proud of that you and or powerful ladies have done this year. I think just translating what you had in mind and then like with and inserting Anna's stuff, um, I was really intimidated at first when you had the, because you created a lot of the wireframes mm-hmm. and I had to learn to tell you like, uh, it's not going to work. <laughs> like there I'm was definitely a also a point where you, where you told me like, you know, people need to tell me like, yeah, that's great. No, it's not going to work. Or yeah, we can do that, but at this cost mm-hmm. or this price, you know? And I think like that was definitely a learning experience for me. Um, but some, it, yeah, just someone with your background in like um, project, uh, product engineering and things like that. Um, pro- product design, sorry. Um, yeah, I like I was a little intimidated at first, but then just creating something that you're happy with and I'm happy with and, and everyone's happy with. I think that's an accomplishment. It For sure. Um, well, as we're wrapping up this episode, what else do you guys think the audience needs to know about 2019 or about where we're going in 2020? I think you should be excited for more powerful ladies to be on. Um, oh, yeah. All the guests. All the guests. Woo! It's still continuing. Um, and trying to get even bigger and bolder names. Mm-hmm. And I really, I think I really want to tap into like those powerful ladies who I even work with mm-hmm. um, and 
getting them on board. But it's just expect and be excited for more powerful ladies and more episodes and more events. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that you're, you keep using words that aren't matching your tone. Which are, like I'm finding so entertaining sitting next to you. Like, Is that why you keep pointing up? Yes. Yes, I'm like. Sorry. The tools. The tools. Oh. Yes. Quick start guides. Yep. It's been, it's been on my to-do list as in like, when Kara's ready, we're going to build this. Yes. Or, you know, cre- recreate the pages or whatever, but. Yeah, and when you're talking about just other entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs or just people who want to curate their lives, um, I think that's a very like tangible asset that I'm really excited about. Like, you know, when you're going to send me the first stuff and mm-hmm. just seeing that and, and reading through it, but then also just um, publishing it for the world to see. Yeah, and you have that financial class too. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think just in general, because I'm at a place now where combining all the overlapping areas of the coaching, consulting business and powerful ladies, it'll allow me to put more things into, into the powerful ladies space. Um, Like we have, we're building out that resource page, which Tomas is talking about where all the tools that we're using to make powerful ladies function, like we're going to share with you guys what those are like full transparency. This is what you need to do. This This is what we're doing here. And um, just so you guys can do it too, like we want everyone to curate the life they want and whether that's a business or their career or just being awesome. Again, just thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart that like we made all this stuff happen. Like it's real, it's existing. People are loving it and getting excited and sharing about it. Also, thank you to those who do listen. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you for coming to our events. Thank you for giving us a space to be a contribution and thank you for being a powerful lady or dude (laughs) 100 percent. all right guys we can't wait to share with you more in 2020 and for all of you listening and all of you here thank you thank you thank you If you'd like to support the work that we're doing here at Powerful Ladies, there's a couple of ways you can do that. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Leave a review on any of these platforms. Share the show with all the powerful ladies and gentlemen in your life. Join our Patreon account. Check out the website, thepowerfulladies.com to hear more inspiring stories, get practical tools to be your most powerful, get 15% off your first order in the Powerful Ladies shop, or donate to the Powerful Ladies One Day of Giving campaign. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Powerful Ladies. For show notes and to get the links to the books, podcasts, and people we talk about, go to thepowerfulladies.com. I'd like to thank our producer, composer, and audio engineer, Jordan Duffy. She's one of the first female audio engineers in the podcasting world, if not the first. And she also happens to be the best. We're very lucky to have her. She's a powerful lady in her own right, in addition to taking over the podcasting world. She's a singer-songwriter working on her next album, and she's one of my sisters. So it's amazing to be creating this with her, and I'm so thankful that she finds time in her crazy busy schedule to make this happen. It's a testament to her belief in what we're creating through Powerful Ladies, and I'm honored that she shares my vision. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. I can't wait for you to hear it. Until then... 
I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love.